episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you want better mental health? Then BetterHelp is for you. It is affordable, accessible, and most importantly, personalized online therapy. There is a special offer to the Lucy Pod listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash the Lucy Pod. That's better H-E-L-P.com slash the Lucy Pod. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Please remember that the Lucy Pod is not a replacement for professional medical advice. If you have questions or concerns about your own amazing brain, please speak to a medical professional. I wish to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which I speak to you all today, the peoples of the Kulin Nation. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Lucy pod. I hope that you are all well and staying safe. This is Lucy from the future because the episode that you're about to listen to was recorded quite a while back. I think back in maybe November or October. I'm not October or November. I'm actually not sure, but it's an old one, but it was fun. It's a special interests episode. Obviously my special interests have changed since then. That's proof of how ADHD I am. I might do a follow-up, but I thought I would release it just to have a little bonus holiday period episode to tie you over. So if there's things that are inconsistent or you're thinking, hmm, that sounds like it was a while back, that is why. So enjoy listening to Lucy ramble about her special interests from the past. Bye. Enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Lucy pod. I hope that you are all well. And staying safe. And I also want to say again, happy ADHD Awareness Month. Woo! Good times, good times. Speaking of ADHD Awareness Month, I have my driving lesson soon. And we obviously know how I, I, I feel about driving. And usually my intros are done after a driving lesson. I'm usually able to give an update, but this is a pre, a pre-date. But I will say, I don't know if I talked about it in my last episode but I had a driving lesson like last week and it was okay I don't think I stopped at an intersection I didn't drive into oncoming traffic I was actually pretty I was pretty okay um I had a moment I don't remember what that moment was I think I didn't indicate correctly but other than that I I was safer this time around. So we'll see. I hope that this, you know, next lesson is a um is a step up from the travesty that was. But anyway, in the spirit of keeping things focused on the episode in particular, we're going to be talking about ADHD, hyperfixations and special interests. But before we get into it though, we've got to break down a few key terms such as Hyperfocus. Hyperfocus refers to an intense fixation on an interest or activity for an extended period of time. People who experience hyperfocus often become so engrossed they block out the world around them. Children and adults with ADHD often exhibit hyperfocus when working intently on things that interest them. Building a Sims house. Anyway, next, hyperfixation. Hyperfixation is not necessarily unique to individuals with ADHD, but almost every child and adult with ADHD or ADD will become so engrossed in something, a book, a home project, a video game, 
that they block out the world around them for hours at a time. However, this fixation changes daily, weekly, and or monthly. So for a week, they may be hyperfixating on penguins, and then the next, it might be a particular song. Next term, special interest, is usually used by the autistic community as autistic people more commonly have special interests. However, there are autistic ADHDs who have special interests and just ADHDs with special interests. Take a shot every time I say special interests. So autistic people often have an intense and passionate level of focus on things of interest. Some have suggested that these fixations are essentially arbitrary and lacking in any real meaning or context. Whatever. However, researchers know that special interests typically focus on the mechanical, how things work, as opposed to the psychological, how people work. Now, I don't know how I feel about that statement. So if there's any autistic people listening, let me know how you feel. It is important to note that the special interests are highly important and meaningful to the autistic person, similar to an intense hobby. But Lucy, then it's just a hobby and a passion. Why are you calling it something else? Well, Hobby versus special interests and hyperfixations. Let's talk about it. You can think of a special interest as a really, really intense hobby, like extremely intense, because sometimes like special interests can become too much, like an obsession or an addiction, which I don't know if that's like a fair label, whereas hobbies are really obsessive or intense. Usually autistic individuals want to know everything they can about their special interests, so they end up like going all in, becoming very invested in it and absorbed by it, which I think is nice. Um, we're going to discuss this further um, in a moment. Um, hobbies are different because they're really about getting to know every single thing about that topic. It's more about like participating in it and socializing versus learning everything you can. Like you playing tennis isn't a special interest. You enjoy doing tennis, you're into it, like I want to know about how tennis worked, the history of tennis, or what the ball's made of, what the tennis court's made of, all the records and the numbers. You don't, I think, is what people are trying to say. But correct me if I'm wrong, autistic people, um, because uh, it's a spectrum, <laughs> like ADHD, so there's probably a bit of disagreement. Um, so I would say that ADHD, an ADHD hyperfixation is a form of that intense and all-consuming interest in something, but it's only for a certain period of time, like a day, week, or month. So for me, I would say my hobbies, things that I'm not obsessed with, but that I practice often, would be podcasting, duh, singing, duh, writing, mm, I've been pretty bad with that, dancing, always, reading, need to get back into it. So those are my hobbies. Those are my passions. Those are things I deeply enjoy that have always been a part of my life, minus the podcasting. Whereas my special interests are and have been true crime, dermatology, the occult, the conjuring cinematic universe, the Real Housewives franchise, LA and New York City loft apartment tours, the YouTube channel, Audit the Audit. Now, some of these fixations are ongoing, but I dip in and out of them. Like the ongoing one would be the Real Housewives. Like that's my primary fixation. It's always going to be there, but its intensity is going to vary. Um, and then some of these I don't care about anymore, but I might like dip back into them. So I don't care about the Conjuring Cinematic Universe anymore. True crime, it's not necessarily true crime. I will focus in on a particular crime um, and then it'll pass. Um, I would talk about the particular crime that I'm focused in on, but it's just a bit too um, dark and I don't want to get this um, episode removed. Um, but it's involving a very, very interesting case 
of someone thinking that they are smarter than the police and getting caught on camera. And that's all I'm going to say. Now let's talk about the controversy of hyperfixations and special interests. Now, for me, I think this all sounds lovely. You know, people having a passion uh, that makes them happy and that they want to be consumed by because they're not hurting anyone, they're not hurting themselves. So there really shouldn't be an issue, right? Well, there's people who take issue with the idea of hyperfixations and or special interests, in particular with autistic people, especially autistic children. Um, there are some forms of intervention and therapy that have like tried to heavily discourage special interests because apparently it's problematic to be super, super, super into Lego or painting. And look, I, I do get it. It can be overwhelming and even irritating to have someone ADHD or autistic or just neurodiverse doing your head in about a topic that interests them. You know, I have been an info dumper and I've been info dumped on and I know it can be annoying and not interesting at all. Like, you know, uh, I don't really care about that particular book and that character, yet you're doing my head in about it. I really, really, really couldn't care less. But to just discourage everything, like to just discourage a hyperfixation of special interest isn't very fair because I think we have to give people a bit more credit. I think as people grow and mature, they learn how to do people's heads in with these things. Um, but it would be nice in turn if neurotypicals could have a little bit of patience when someone's really interested in something. I mean, I really don't want to hear about this model of car and your obsession with it. I find it boring. Um, but it's like no more boring than people who just go on about sport or like, you know, for example, the AFL compulsively. I find that actually really bizarre and strange rather than someone who's really into a particular aspect of, I don't know, um, a pencil, <laughs> you know, like there's nothing interested, uh, interesting about your new Audi and what adjustments you want to make on it. And I really don't care about the footy and how that's the first thing that you say to me when I ask you how you want to go out ah, and you see the game. Like I, I find that weird that you cry at footy matches, right? I find that strange. Um, yet you feel that you can talk about it freely. You, you guys go on about it. And by you guys, I mean, you're a typical and that is fine. So if someone, God forbid, wants to go on about a particular thing, a particular detail in a particular way, maybe just give them a bit of grace and patience. Okay, but Lucy, I'm genuinely worried about coming off as annoying and no one seems to understand my interests. Okay, well, look, it's, it's awkward to info dump or share interests with someone or people around you if they're not into it. It can feel really disheartening and it can make you feel very rejected and sensitive. Like, you know, you're talking about something you're really into and your eyes light up and people either just ignore it, laugh at it, or just like, I mean about it. I, I get it. It can feel really hurtful. I mean, you should see the way um, footy fans react when you tell them they're not interested. Like <laughs> the reaction I have received, like I'll say to people, yeah, I'm not really into the footy. Like I don't care for it. And they go, what? Well, you're not really Australian if you don't like footy. And it's like, so people in Sydney aren't really Australian because they don't like footy because they do rugby. Like It's just so, it's just so bizarre. So I totally get how it feels to have something that you're really passionate about be shut down because they don't like it or they're not interested or they're annoyed by you. But this is where community comes into play. And it can be an in-person community or an online community. And I guarantee you that although Reddit is accessible in a lot of ways, it's also a fantastic way 
to join an online community, an online group that has a focus on a particular topic and has like-minded people in it. You know, like, as I said, one of my long-time hyperfixations um, is the Real Housewives um, franchise. And there aren't many people in my, like, real life or immediate circle who are as intensely interested in it as I am. And this is why I joined the Real Housewives subreddit because everyone in there is fascinated by the Real Housewives and wants to talk about it all of the time. And it's the only thing we talk about. Um, and so I go on that subreddit and it allows me to express my interest and enjoy it without feeling judged or restricted. Like, you know, I get, I'm the person who's got a hyper fixation on it and I'm surrounded by super fans on the subreddit. So it's like a perfect combination. And it's just so fun to be able to chat because in my personal life, you know, I might mention it to a friend and then be like, oh yeah, like that's funny, but we can't have that back and forth. Like when I say to you, just own it, Kim, just own it. I need you to come back at something. Like I need you to quote Lisa Vanderpump. I need you to know who Lisa Vanderpump is and you don't, and that's okay. So that's why when I need to info dump at the Real Housewives, I go on the subreddit and I have all these people who are joining in um, with me. Uh, you could also go to that thing called Comic-Con. I mean, I'm not trying to stereotype and say all ADHDs and autistic people are into anime and manga, but that's full of like amazing and creative neurodivergent people. And like what better place to go and celebrate your interest in something than a literal convention where you get to dress up as your special interest and fixation and be around other people who are doing the same. Like that... <laughs> There should be, oh, there is, there's BravoCon, which is in the States and it's too expensive. But, like, imagine if any Real Housewives fan listening, if we just had, like, a convention where we got to dress up as our favourite Real Housewives, that would just be, like, I would be complete. Like, I'm actually getting teary thinking about it. So you can do that. I think another good practice is asking people, asking other people people whether they are ADHD or not what their passion is even if it may not be as intense as yours or as up and down as yours I find it very nice to hear about people's passions I like to see people get excited um, as I do when talking about their interests I think it keeps the conversation balanced for example I tend to do my boyfriend's head in about the Real Housewives I mean I have convinced him to start or to watch Real Housewives of New York with me um and see, I'm getting that urge again to say a quote. Um, so I'm going to, and hopefully Trent, you're listening. You laugh at this or recognize it. So there were a lot of like voices coming downstairs. One of them was a man's, you know, that was Luann's. <laughs> see what I mean? Like, I like being able to do this. So <laughs> getting off track. See, this is what happens when I talk about my special interests in an episode. They derail. So I do my boyfriend's head in about rehearsed lives. And um, Ramona and Jill and all of those oh, crazy psychotic women. And he's not that fascinated by it, but what he does, because he's lovely, is he watches an occasional episode with me, like with, you know, New York, because he knows that I enjoy it and it gives him the an ability to talk about it with me so that when I, you know, bring up a quote, he knows what I'm talking about. And like what I try to do to accommodate him and his interests so I don't feel like I'm just bombarding him is I'll get him to talk about something he's really interested in. And usually this has something to do with like urban planning, cooking, music, or some theological concept relating to a favorite movie he's watched um, or Marvel. I mean, he loves Marvel. So I watched those things with him. I've watched Marvel and I ask him questions about it. 
and I see how happy he becomes. So it makes it more balanced. Um, but I get that not everyone is your boyfriend and is, you know, willing to compromise with you and make you happy. Sometimes it is a colleague or a mate or someone who doesn't have unconditional love for you. Um, so it's hard, you know, when you're info dumping and they're not taking it well. So it's important to recognize that like, yeah, it hurts your feeling, but they have feelings too. Um, so when you notice yourself getting a bit too intense, maybe pause and say, anyways, I want to hear you ramble about something. And that puts the focus on them and it makes it a bit more fun. And, you know, like I said, I am not here to bag people because I get it. I, I'm not judging neurotypicals or ADHDs or autistic people because I get both sides. I personally don't want to hear about a particular thing all the time um, and I don't want to have my particular thing shut down. But I, I sometimes I wonder if it's just because neurotypicals don't get how neurodiverse people communicate and maybe it's only annoying because and maybe I find special interests annoying because I'm not autistic. Therefore, I don't really relate to the way autistic people express their interests. And maybe neurotypicals don't relate to hyperfixations or special interests because they're not ADHD or autistic and therefore they can't understand it. Does that make sense? Like, 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 take a shot every time I say like. Um, may, I, I think maybe it comes from a part of feeling left out, like neurotypicals do not have the privilege and the joy of being able to fixate on a particular thing or multiple things and have a cycle of interests to keep their mind happy. So maybe they're the ones who actually feel left out and weirded out on how us neurodivergent people have this ability to sort of have these interests and have a sense of community. I I do wonder, like maybe it's like you all have got Comic-Con and like what do I have? Maybe it's that or maybe the people who do go on about fully or ADHD and autistic and I just don't know. But sometimes I wonder if it's just because neurotypicals have such a way of communicating that the way we communicate can just be overwhelming. Um, and obviously I'm not here to stereotype neurotypicals and I'm not going to analyse a neurotypical conversation, but I feel like a lot of the time neurotypicals are very into small talk um, and sort of baseline um, conversation, which is totally fine and sometimes I really enjoy small talk. But when I, I want the conversation to go a little further and I think that's why interests and fixations come up because it's a way of sharing and I do that because it gets others to share but sometimes neurotypicals are like, whoa, that's really weird. So maybe that is, that's why maybe the reason I find it a bit overwhelming when, you know, some autistic people you know, talk about their special interests. It's not because they're doing anything wrong. It's because I just don't understand their way of communicating because it's just different um, and, you know, vice versa. Hmm. I mean, that's food for thought. I don't have an answer. I don't think there's one right way to communicate or the best way. And I don't think every ADHD communicates in a certain way or has a special interest um, and you're not any less ADHD um, if you don't have one. Um, but it's just interesting. Um, who knows? So with that being said, either in the comments of this episode post or in the reviews or even in my DMs, I want you to share what your special interest is or what your hyperfixation or fixations are at the moment. Um, I did do a list of what mine are and were, but I will say right now my hyperfixation 
is like the current one that's always like at the front of my mind is the Real Housewives and that particular true crime case. Um, so those are my two main hyperfixations, but I'm sure that that's going to change in like the next week or month. Like once I'm done watching all the interrogation videos of the true crime case, I will have moved on. And once um, I don't have any episodes left of any of the Housewife franchises, franchises to watch, um, I'll move on to something else. But that's sort of how it works for me. But I would honestly really, really, really love to hear what yours are. Um, and if there are any Real Housewives super fans or ADHDers who are super into it, come and chat to me because I would love to ask you what you're feeling um, about this uh, recent episode of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, do you think that Erica, you know, taking a photo of Garcelle's book being in the bin was gross or not? Do you understand what Crystal was saying about the microaggressions? I want to talk about that. I need to talk about it. But you know what I'm going to do after this? I'm going to go to the subreddit and talk about it. But anyway, <laughs> moving on, I want to say thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Lucy Pod. I hope that you enjoyed it. Do not forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at the Lucy Pod. And do not forget to follow me and give me five stars and stream me on all of your favorite streaming platforms such as Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, 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 Spotify, and many, many more. Thanks again and bye. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Don't forget the special offer to the Lucy Pod listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash the Lucy Pod. That's better, H E L P.com, the Lucy Pod.